You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Fuck me. Righty, ladies and gentlemen. Technical oh, difficulties straight off the bat. I had all the questions hell. on here lined up for our guest today. My fucking computer's just gone flat, so now we're going to fucking freestyle this bitch. Ooh. How are you, Mossy? You got to carry us now, brother. Oh, fuck. We may as well quit now, bro. Uh, what's happening, mate? Another day off, eh? Oh, fuck it. It seems like all our podcasts start with oh, another day off. Yeah, another day off, little fella, eh? I fucking love them, bro. What can I say? Life's about fucking life, not mm, about work. That's right. You got to you know, no, no missus, no kids, no worries. You got to have that work life balance. Go to Work sometimes, but have that good life shit. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Especially what I got no one depending on me. Mm. Take advantage, no man. Take advantage. That's exactly right. You got any bills? You have any bills? Yeah, tick bills. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. do you have a car loan or anything? Uh, uh, a couple I've bills. just about paid my car off. Yeah, Uber. Up. <laughs> yeah, be fair. Right, yeah, Uber just bills. Fucking, just, yeah, shit. Nah, you want to start working Uber, to mate? Nah, Make man. up that extra money. Meh. Fuck that. <laughs> go with it. <laughs> Righty, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to bring our guest straight in today, my mate, Darren Searles. How are you, Darren? Not too bad, thanks, mate. Pretty That's good. You get up against the mic, mate. You've got to hear you. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I wonder what this thing was. <laughs> What's happening, mate? Uh, not much, mate. Mad rush to get here, as usual. Yeah. Crazy traffic of this time of the afternoon, was evening, it, yeah. The sun's still shining down there at Valley oh, when mate. you left. It's God's country. Yeah, it always shines. There's no <laughs> rain down there. It's, it's perfect weather every day. I'm sure you would have seen the show Teletubbies. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, you is, it, is it like that when the sun's down, the yeah, hills yeah, are yeah. rolling, and everyone's happy? And yeah, and they're all weirdos. <laughs> it's beautiful down there. You know the, uh, the the other one, the night garden. Oh, in the uh, night are garden. Are you familiar with that one? The minky monk. There's there's one animal in there. I can't remember. Um, Macapaca. That, that's the one. Have a, next time, unfortunately, if you have to watch it, look at the back end of Macapaca. It's a perfectly formed tit. Someone has got a sense of humour because they've designed it's, its tail is a perfect nipple on this perfectly rounded boob. My dad reckons he's a stoner. Look, he's in there, he's in his little cave, he's playing with his rocks, he's playing with his stones, he's a stoner. <laughs> they put him in there on purpose, he's a stoner. Oh, he's yeah. for the stoner dads. There's watching. plenty of them like that, Adventure, oh, yeah. Man, the, Adventure Time the, and... Uh, the regular show? Oh, yeah. I yeah. love the regular show, right? <laughs> Muscle Man. Yeah, that's Muscle Man. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a classic, eh? Hey? I remember mm. the first time I flicked that on. Um, my kids them, love it. One of them was going into his own belly button in this little <laughs> world. What the fuck is going on? It's fucking just for kids or trip outs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, both. Definitely developed on a lounge somewhere, I think. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. After a few Ricky Wongs. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, I guess today, what's uh, your background story, mate? What's your um, mm, background? You used um, to be in a pretty red up band. You're a yeah. Newcastle local boy, born and bred. Yeah, born and bred in uh, Highfields Way. Um, and, uh, yeah, a bit, bit of bodyboarder when I was younger. I used to surf down uh, Dudley Beach and in town and uh, do the whole rounds when it wasn't mm. any good down at Cathay and back. You know the story. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the drill. And, um, yeah, I got into music. My brother was um, playing piano and I, I always um, looked at bands he was, he was jammed with and think, oh, that guitar, yeah, I'd like to play guitar one day. So I'd always had it in my head and, um, from a very young age and um, started trying to learn when I was about eight but um, didn't quite get there as a sort of... Um, had a really shit guitar, really, to start with. It oh. didn't really help. But, uh, Tradesman never blames his yeah, tools. No, it's just, actually, I've got it at home, and I've, I was going to do it up and sort of put up, put up in the mantelpiece in the in the pool room. And, um, yeah, I just realised how hard it must have been back then. She was yeah. made in Singapore yeah. <laughs> with five strings, and they had an extra one. But, um, no, I got back in it when I was about 12, and um, yeah. I haven't stopped playing since then. Bit of Anything with strings I'm pretty much into. Uh, mm. Given a banjo for me 40th, that was pretty cool. I learned that all over again, and a ukulele. Yeah, yeah sweet. It. Loving it? Yeah, loving it, mate. What'd you say? 
Check your phone. I just oh. screenshotted the questions. <laughs> instead of yeah, the, questions that's right. <laughs> the questions are gone. Where would we be? What's going to happen to the universe when oh. uh, when everything drops out? Mm. <laughs> Let's get to these ads, right? Let's get them out of the way because they pay they pay us big money. These cunts. Gas, Robert. Gas. They're quality, quality people too. And they are. They actually are, absolutely are getting around the boys. So, um, first uh, podcast brought to you by Spot Bins. For all your two and three cubic metre skip bins in the Newcastle and Lake Macquarie area. Call Pat. You can hit him up on Facebook or in, what's the other one? Instagram. Mm. Um, great bloke. Great service. You won't get a better price on it. Um, 0478-013-893. And don't be scared to throw the missus in there if she's giving you the shits either. I threaten my one all the time. And don't forget... Skip in a day keeps the tip away. Yeah, and don't feel the cunts <laughs> up over the fucking rim. <laughs> and if she says, if she says, where you been? Yeah, do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is also brought to you by Sage Painting. www.sagepainting.com for all your painting needs in the Newcastle, Hunter, Port, Port Stevens, and everywhere else in the world. We'll come and paint a bastard. Get well, on the Sean, and uh, we'll be there in a f- in a jiffy to paint her up for you. Too easy. We'll just do uh, save yeah, that for last. Well, yeah. yeah. So Formalities well, out the way. Back to the shit. Back to the <laughs> shit talking. Now we just we just collected that money. Let's get some stories going. Um, tell us something about um, where you grew up. The people who only grew up in your area, we sort of remember mm. from your era. Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably brick in the train. Uh, yeah. In primary school used to ride our pushies down the down the um, bush down up uh, Cahaba Way, and the old coal train used to go along, which mm-hmm. is now. The Fernley track. Yeah. I used to run down to the pit down at Redhead mm. and um, we used to ride our pushies down there and hide in the bush cause, so they couldn't see us. <laughs> and um, used to pick up the old railway bolts off the side of the, ra- yeah. the railway and, cl- and climb up and wait for the train and brick the shit out of the yeah, coal train. Oh, yeah. Get and, that up, and, you uh, <laughs> If you used to leave it late enough, you used to see the sparks flying off the side, which is probably not so flash with the coal train, but um, mm. yeah, it used to be pretty good fun uh, getting down the bush and watching the kids, uh, watching the other boys slide down the the gravel slope when they couldn't get up the top of the train coming. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that when we were younger. Put, uh, like, started off with coins and stuff at Mulgrave. Oh, yeah, yeah, pennies. Started, yeah, started off with coins and that, and then escalated to fucking shopping cart trolleys oh, and yeah. fucking everything. Yeah, they don't flat, flatten out quite so well. But, uh, yeah, no. like it always does like that. When we were growing up, we were spraying the... Um, the tyres of our billy cart with um, spray paint and lighting it up and driving down. Hot wheels. Fast forward an hour and we're spray painting everyone's house in the neighbourhood. Fast track the They're like, fuck. Look, another one. Remember when you used to like buy a BMX jump and like you'd light a fire in the middle of it and then just jump over the fire? Extreme, bruh. Taking the skin off the knees of the brickies boards, the old brickies boards and bricks down the back. That used to be a paddock down the back of my parents' place and then they made a subdivision and the brickies used to leave their big boards, you know, the square oh, boards yeah. there, and used to make hella jump. Four bricks were you the man if you did the four. <laughs> yeah. You get your little brother to lay down there. No, just lay down there. You'll be yeah. right. <laughs> I won't hit you, I promise. Oh, you'll be right now. Now roll over further. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Shut your eyes. That was usually me, my older brother, used to put the wrestling in slow motion and do the figure four leg block. Mm. Oh, me. yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> Does that hurt? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking tell me. The other one, um, actually, I remember uh, uh, down the Fernley track, um, when the train used to come, we used to go and hide in the tunnel there mm. um, and wait to the last minute till the train come and had like little recesses in the in the bricks. Yeah. And used to put your back against the bricks. This is probably when we were about probably eight, I suppose, seven or eight, nine years old and um, go in the train train. But the scary bit was not so much just the train. It was all the spider webs that was behind oh. you when you put your back against the bricks and you used to 
pushing against the bricks and then the train used to come past. It was really loud, you know, and that was a big thrill, yeah. So yeah. there was a cutout in the wall. You just stood with your back to that and yes, watched the train go... And, doof, yeah, doof, doof, past, yeah, it was really loud, but... Thrill seeker. Jonesy was telling me a story that you used to... Catch the back of the thing on the way home from school. Yeah, in high school we used to um, when we used to want to get the hell out of school, we used to you had to, you used to have the the right school bag though because that was always the, the stinger. <laughs> uh, had to be attached. So you used to when it used to come up past cross the road from Whitebridge High School, you used to hide in a certain bush um, where they couldn't see because they end up putting guards on there because uh. little pricks like us and um, <clears throat> used to run flat stick. And if you run flat stick and just didn't give up, you could get onto the ladder at the back of the the um, guards mm. um, thing at the back. Mm. And we used to ride it all the way down to Redhead. Mad. Yeah, before they got, and then they got, um, got yeah, guards. Yeah, you ever come with guts off the back or any of your mates? Running for it. Oh, yeah. Heaps yeah. of gravel off, yes. That was a funny bit. That was yeah. a thrill as I, yeah. who could get on. Yeah, there'd be sometimes, you know, seven or eight guys trying to get on the, onto the train and... Um, yeah, well, maybe six. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's not only room for six or so, Blake. Oh, you probably fit heaps more, but that's about all that made it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you oh, lose a couple, just just gave up at the, that crucial time. You know when, yeah. you, and then they've got to walk down to the beach. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sucked in. Yeah. Boy, I took your boys. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't missing the train. That was the hard part. I was coming to school the next day and going mm. copping the flak. Yeah, you missed it, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> how, how far was the ride uh, from the school down to Redhead? I don't know. It's um probably a couple of k's, maybe. Yeah. Probably three k's from Whitebridge down to um, yes, jump off just near where you turn off to go to the beach down there, oh uh, yeah. where the Chinese restaurant one well, is down that way. Will it slow down enough for you to jump off? No, not really. So you jump off and start running. Yeah, I, you just have to do a bit of a commando roll, but it was starting to slow down there because it oh come yeah. down the hill and it was slowing up to go to the pit. So yeah, it's pretty good, pretty wild. Well, so we used to <laughs> catch up. a bus, catch a bus home. Oh, back back to where you were. Yeah. Oh, three four yeah. nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, do much fishing down there when you were younger? Uh, not so much. I um, I used to tag along with the old boy when he used to go to various places, but not so much off, off the beach. Uh, actually, the old boy um, nearly lost his life there on Redhead Road. I remember he had a really bad car crash there in a little Volks 67 or 68 Volkswagen. Him and his mate were finished fishing down the beach down there and were driving home about 10 o'clock uh, Saturday night or something or mm. Friday night, and a couple of boats come down. must have been from Dudley Pub. An old falcon and um, in the wet, fish tail it around the corner, lost it. He saw it coming, he pulled over the side of the road and just hit him head on. Yeah, and still got a photo of the V dub at home. Well, he, like a little beetle, yeah. He broke he broke four ribs on his steering wheel. The sti- actual old porcelain steering or plastic steering wheel was just bent completely over and cracked <sighs> on both sides. Fuck. So lucky, man. Oh, fuck the roof yeah. caved in like really caved right in as well. So he's yeah, well, little, the yeah. engines at the back in them cars as well. Yeah, so yeah. nothing there in front of him, just fucking yeah. straight in. That's it. Yeah, so well, um, you. So you've been New Newcastle born and bred your whole life. Mm-hmm. Were you where? Where were you? You were here in eighty nine, earthquake. Yeah, yeah. Where, where were you for that? What? Um, I was actually working as a baker. I was a, I was a baker for the first uh, probably twelve years um, from about sixteen through to whatever. And um, yeah, I was working at a bakery in Warners Bay. And um, I was a cleaning. It was a cleaning day where we. It's pretty quiet. Day. I think it was a Tuesday. Or I can't remember which day it was. And um, we normally clean, give it a good clean out the bakery, the apprentices, and. Um, I remember because we had a big, a massive big uh, rotisserie oven and my job was to clean behind the oven, sweep behind it, and get all the dust out and you, only, you had to really suck it in to get in there behind mm. there with a broom. And, um, Did you get in there now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even get, get... No, no, I'm lucky to get in the dunny door. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, you could just squeeze in there behind it and this thing probably weighed about three and a half tonne and, I, mm. and um, it... it it moved and slammed into the cool room and, and completely crushed, crumbled the edge of the side of the cool room um, that I used to shimmy in beside. Yeah. So I was, it could have 
I mean, heaps of people unlucky, but um, yeah, I was pretty lucky it wasn't in there. I would have been screwed. You would have been brown bread, you reckon? Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Gone? Yeah. Mince. Yeah. How many and people died? Bad. Mm. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was only just getting born that year. Yeah, eleven maybe. Or yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. What was the town Sorry, like after that? Um, all the trades loved it. Um, <laughs> there's lots of insurance work <laughs> going on, um, which we're still pro- as pain as you probably still seeing a bit of um, chonky. Uh, yeah, we patch that up. Should be good. Yeah. No big contracts. I was a huge surprise. I mean. Uh, you know, you, you see it on the news from other countries that you know massive earthquakes and stuff, but um, no one had ever spoken about it. it was never, to me, uh, or most of the people I knew, was never on the cards having an earthquake in Newcastle. Oh, so, yeah, fuck no. Um, I remember when it happened and I was in the bakery. Ever, a couple of people coming. Oh, I think I think a trucks, I think a trucks run into the um, one of the shops or something rather. And went, oh right. And then someone said, no, it's been an earthquake. And we're like, yeah right. We yeah, can believe it. Right, I pull the other one. But um. Yeah, the, I mean, the epicenter was in around sort of the old bus depot and, and the workers, that so they copped it pretty hard. <coughs> Fuck, no, that's funny. Mm. What's um, another big, massive fucking Newcastle milestone? Where were you for the um, 97 grand final? Yeah, it brings a smile on my face, actually. <laughs> I saw you smirking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I was actually... A, a I was with my boyfriend. <laughs> 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 we love the football. Um, no, I actually... Because I was, I was really lucky, I was actually down at the down at the game, and um, we'd talked about going to the footy for ages, and been a couple of games locally, and the Knights were going from strength to strength. They got in the grand final. We luckily we had we bought tickets early, and um, we'd more or less given up on them. And uh, the singer's a Manly fan, <laughs> yeah, sweet. And um, yeah, and then it all happened. And it was very surreal when it happened uh, to right to right at the end. And um, man, it just the night. There's so many Knights people down there. The whole stadium mm. was just. And from that point, we, we tried to get back to Newcastle as quick as we could, but um, it was all happening at the Workers' Club. But we, heaps of people couldn't get in, but Newcastle was just amazing after that. It was yeah. just um, it's amazing how a game of football can, can bring uh, some confidence and a newfound lease of life to the, to yeah. the town, yeah. You see, it, you see it even now a bit. Like, the Knights are starting to, starting to go good again yeah. and they're, like, stringing games together and they're still up at the top of the ladder. Like, it's... Um, you just see the the difference in the town, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Monday morning and stuff, like, oh, did you get see the Knights win? Yeah. See the Knights, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a bit more yeah. of a buzz. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the radio, people feed off the radio, you know, like, talking to the, the players and stuff on the radio. Yeah. It's, um, it's a huge thing, I think, um, yeah. to, to, to bounce off that, I think. Yeah, the town definitely fucking rolls off the back of their success, don't they? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, job sites and stuff. Yeah, fucking Knights, there goes the boys. Yeah. It's just always giving someone something to talk about, you know? Like, the footy's <laughs> usually when they're not winning, yeah. the footy's on in the background just, just to kind of glance over yeah. at yeah, it's, it's getting a feed or something. But <laughs> now, everyone's fucking locked in. Where are you watching Knights it? Where are you watching it? Yeah. And, and you're talking and then there's there's four apprentices playing, looking at their phones. Oi, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> watching some cat play ping pong or something, you know? <laughs> Look at this. No, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. It probably goes down as one of the best finishes in a rugby league grand final. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, pretty amazing. The one with... Um, I uh, watched the Penrith game too where Sattler came across oh and yeah. made the tackle. I was tackle. there. He was right in front of us. We were, we were up in the in the bleachers, but um, man, he came across. That tackle was just yeah. insane. I must not have been far from you because I was just in the corner there. Yeah, wow, yeah. yeah that, was right a, that, was a, that was amazing. Fucking yeah. earth. That was a great... That's one of yeah. the best tackles I've ever seen. Like, Right at a crucial time, yeah. One of the best finishes to a final I've seen is when Jonathan Thurston fucking hit the upright against Broncos, remember? Mm. Yeah, remember yeah. that game? And the fuck, what was it? Was it Morgan? Went around the outside and got that pass away and they scored and went in extra time and Jonathan Thurston <sighs> kicked the field goal. And then he and went. Benny Hunt dropped it off the kickoff. Oh, yeah. Oh. He'll never live it down. Yeah, that, that was after, um, that was actually after one of my best mates, after Tyson's my best mates were, and we're all sitting there the next day just hung over as anything watching <laughs> it on the couch because we all grew up with um, Cootie. 
Yeah. Like, and he was fullback for him at the time. Oh, sweet. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And as soon as he's dropped it, I was just going, oh. Have you been to Brisbane? Sorry? Yeah. Have you been to Brisbane? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Newcastle on steroids. It's a full yeah. rugby league town. Yeah. Like, yeah, imagine yeah. that bloke it's walking around Brisbane after that. <sighs> you couldn't show your face in <laughs> Brisbane <laughs> after that. You'd move to Perth, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere where they don't care about rugby yeah, league. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bugger. Yeah. So do you remember the old BHP going? Um, yeah, I did... Um, to a degree, but um, uh, my my great uncle um, used to work there, and my grandfather my yeah my grandfather was actually um, in charge of the blue mill out there. So um, he was they were very much involved in it. But my great uncle actually died there underneath a, a giant pipe, and um, but I didn't have a huge amount to do it. I did some casual work there, dipping gal fences for mm. a while, <laughs> trying to get out of baking, trying trying anything to uh, get something new going. But um, yeah, it was um. Pretty, that was a big change in Newcastle. You know, Newcastle was always seen as a steel city, like Wollongong. You know, and mm. so so right because um, you know, a lot of people worked there. It was pretty, it was like a city over there. So, and it's t- taken a while to. I mean, people still call it a steel city, but yeah. you only have to look around at the beaches and everything else that's got going for it. So it's far more than that. So, it was a bit of a rite of a passage back in the day for people just to go straight to work to the BHP. Um, probably not so much in my world. I didn't really um, experience that quite so much, but um, I'm sure it was in. In, in some some areas, and um, you know, if you had parents parents who worked there, or mm. people close, or brothers that worked there, I'm sure that it would be, um, yeah, you, you get get pretty interested in it. I'd say the money was pretty good over there and yeah. solid. So, uh, you mentioned before, <coughs> <coughs> shit, sorry, nepotism. <laughs> That's the word I was thinking of. Nepotism. When you go into the same role as what your pe- family went into. Oh right, okay. Nepotism. Is that what it's called? Yeah, nepotism. Yeah, no. Learned that the other week. Yeah, very good. Go, Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, yeah, you were saying you got into music quite early for your brother and stuff, playing piano and that. Yep. You um, you actually ended up in a pretty red-hot band. Just before you tell us about it, it was, uh, if I recall, the number three band from coming out of Newcastle on the charts at one stage? Yeah, we, um, we recorded a – we won a band comp. We talked about recording an EP and having a bit of a crack and seeing what we can do with it. And um, we had a bit of coin from the band the band comp win and we put in some recording uh, – yeah, got all the merch out, shirts and all that sort of stuff, and we're touring up and down the coast, uh, booking ourselves up to Byron and back, railway friendly, and all places up up and down the coast. And then, um, yeah, on the local uh, chart, there's like a Sound World charts or something back then, NXFM or something, and um, they had the local bands doing well. And yeah, I think it was um, Frog Stomp, I think was number one, or Frog Stomp number one, I think it was, and um, Silver Chairs, uh, Screaming Jets number two. And um, yeah, we'd sold, sold sold enough. Mind you, nowhere near what they were doing, but um, at a time where we had a bit of exposure and whatnot. So yeah, we're number three, which looked pretty good on paper. But oh, that's still fucking yeah, red fuck yeah. Think of how big Silver Chair and Screaming Jets were. Yeah. Then you're the first behind that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how it looked on paper. It was pretty yeah. good. But we were gigging heaps, and um, uh, we had at that stage there was heaps of places open. You know, lots of pubs were playing live music, and um, yeah, as long as you had like. We played fifty fifty, you know, our own songs to sort of sell what we were recorded, and um, you got to play a few covers, sort of, to keep keep the punters happy and keep getting the book bookings. I think we did about it was a pretty large. I think it was about one hundred and sixty one gigs in one year or something, one hundred sixty two gigs, which is which is a lot, really. Yeah, yeah, three a week, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, a fair bit. And um, yeah, I was I was a baker at the time too, which is just really mm. crazy. So six nights a week or five nights a week. Do a gig and then go straight to work in the silence of a bakery on your own. It's <laughs> chalk and cheese, really. Yeah. Probably what you need after a couple of, <laughs> a couple of big gigs. Yeah. It's also a bit like, uh, what's what's tour life like? What's sorry, tour life. Um, 
Yeah, heaps of fun. Um, I mean, it's it's I can see how much hard work it is for people who you know these big bands that go on tour for like six months of the year or whatever. We were only did like a you know a, a ten day or eight day sort of tour. We go up and stop off at these places on the way up and back. But um, heaps of fun. It always tests the band out. Personalities in the band, they say it always tests it out on the road. You know, um, but yeah, heaps of fun. Heaps, heaps of fun staying staying at the pubs and whatnot, and then. Um, Getting to know the locals, you might say, is always good fun. <laughs> a couple of hairy moments uh, where you get in the. I remember Lennox Head Tavern we played, and um, which is good because you take the board as well. And um, I remember that night uh, the bass player found a real liking to one of the girls, and um, it just so happened one of the girls just split up with one of the boys, local boys. <laughs> six foot five. Blade. Didn't really like bands much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we packed up our shit pretty quick that night and got the hell out of there. We were, yeah, we we're going to uh, cruising for a bruising. So mm. there's a couple of hearing moments, but heaps of fun. Yeah. Was there any uh, like uh, that cabin fever syndrome kind of thing? Was there any scraps in amongst yourselves? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, over just petty shit. But yeah, it's it is a test of character because you. You know, you, you turn up to band practice for you know, a couple of hours a week and then a few gigs, you know, two or three gigs or whatever a week and that's the exposure you have and then you get to know the nitty-gritty, like who farts and who stinks the worst, <laughs> who doesn't use <laughs> underarm deodorant, who, who's got the worst garlic breath ever and um, who just keeps saying the same quotes over and over. Yeah, yeah, you, you, get, to know, you, get, you get to know each other really, really well. So, um, Do certain people who play certain instruments have certain personality oh, traits? Oh, like, fuck yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> I'll probably crucify myself for as I know, but um, yeah, I think um, just a general from what I've found, um, singers, um, they're the singers, so they don't have to set shit up, okay? Let's, <laughs> let's start with that. And we would, and the rest of the band would be nowhere without the singers, so you need to give me respect and, and understand that you're nothing without me, so a bit of that going on. <laughs> um, but most of them I've played with have been pretty cool, so. But um, generally? Yeah, and the singers and the drummers clash because the drummers turn up early, they know when the gig is, they know what time the set breaks are, they know all about the ins and outs and they're very organised. So when they when the singer turns up five minutes late and, yeah, ah, what do we, where, where, where's my microphone, you know, I'll set up my mic, that's about it, they tend to clash. So, cause yeah. they, you know, um, and the bass player sits in the background, as bass players do, and um, pretty quiet but watching and listening all the time. You know. <laughs> hang, uh, on, hang on, hang on, didn't you play bass? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, I play a bit of bass actually. The, the guys I jam with now on a Thursday night when we we try to get there every Thursday. My mate's got a triple garage. We made a little studio, little jam room with all, all the fittings. And um, yeah, I jumped on the bass there. It's it's good fun actually. I don't know if I, I'm the quiet achiever like the normal yeah. <laughs> the normal normal bass players are. But um, yeah, I had to learn things all over again because um, playing guitar for so many years, you, you kind of accents on the snare and on the bass, you, it's less is more, and you got to play. Notes on the bass drum, so mm. yeah, it's it's. But I, I love it. I love all sorts of string stuff. It's good fun. Did you have um a, a venue or a pub that you'd always look forward to going to? Like favorite venue? Uh yeah, a few of them. Um, one uh, the beaches I used to spend a lot of time at. Uh, it was well, the beaches here. The beaches hotel, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It used to be um used to be a really good one, big one on Sunday night. Um, it's ch- uh, ch- I don't know. I haven't been in there for so long. I don't get out much these days, but um. Yeah, Sunday night at the beaches are good. The Delaney was always a good night on a Saturday night. Um, and um, the family, when we early early days when we uh, were getting the CD, the songs together and building ourselves up, um, this, a band called The Slots, a three-piece, I don't know if you heard of them, they were the bomb, man. They were the bomb, diggity, three-piece band in Newcastle. They used to play old um, Stones stuff and that, but fast. You know, yeah. They used to lay it down and, man, it was a great rhythm and blues band. But they had the residency at the family hotel, which – 
I've heard he's now back to the family hotel again. Is that right? I don't yeah, know that's yeah. how long it's been. Yeah, I think it is. Kicks Went, ass now. It was eh? silk and ducks and arts and yeah. you know. But back then that was um that was a good Saturday night. It was, it was a real punters punters pub, you know what I mean? Like yep. rock 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 pub and the slots was um they played till pretty late. Um and I think they opened to two or three. So you do a gig and always go there for a beer or whatever with whoever, whoever and catch up, you know. So I thought for but, sure you'd be saying somewhere up at Byron or something like that. Oh yeah. I mean when we're travelling away, yeah, the railway friendly was a was a clanger. Um Yamba, the old uh, Pacific Hotel up on the hill. That was a great. That's a great pub. Fuck yeah! Step awesome back pub. in time, and um, there's been some good ones. But yeah, I've played in a, lot, a fair few bowling clubs and clubs around Newcastle. That's for sure. <laughs> when I drive past one, I'll go in for, into one for a beer. I'm like, oh, I actually haven't been in this one. But mm. <laughs> pretty rare. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm. So you've um, you with the, with your music, you've gone a few different places and stuff. And I heard you telling us a bit of a story before about um. You made a little song for to raise money for charity. Yeah, my wife. Um, she had an online <coughs> business, and um, a publisher that she she's good friends with down in Sydney actually had a pro- uh, has got a property in Central New South Wales, and she was doing it really tough drought wise, um, but not as tough as a lot of people she knew around her. And she wanted to do something <coughs> to earn, like to uh, pull some money together for him for the uh, to help him out. And um, so she she said, if I get Jamie Oliver into a cookbook. Um, We'll tell stories about the farmers, about their individual properties and what they grow and their favourite old school recipe from the farm that maybe their mum gave them or whatever and um, put it together. And, uh, yeah, my wife's, uh, Rebecca's got a, a recipe in there, which is pretty cool, and with Jamie Oliver, so that's she's pretty so stoked about yeah. that. Jamie Oliver brought out a cookbook for the charity and just got everyone's recipes and put it all on this one. No, he, he actually, um, she's like a, she puts these things together like really glossy, like, um, all the really glossy uh, cookbooks, and she got a recipe from him. He donated a recipe. Ah, right, okay. And, okay. Um, and, and all the other farmers donated a recipe yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So they had a couple of uh, they had some good um, like celebrity chefs and quality chefs thrown into on their their old school rustic recipes. Yeah, good. And just a little blurb, a page about um, these individual farmers. You know, peanut farmers and pig farms and all the rest of it. Pretty cool. Some pretty cool recipes called Farmer. And um, my wife got pretty involved in it and. Um, I had a couple of bevies on a Friday night with my acoustic on the lounge have, having a bit of a play and she goes, oh, they need some music for the um, online advertising, you know, to, to, to sell it online. And I, and I, I said, "How? Like, what sort of – she goes, oh, it's just like a minute or something just for around the, the blurb. And I said, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> bit of GCD, no way, mate. <laughs> GCD. Darling with <laughs> six yeah. tinnies, I can what, do anything. <laughs> where do you get this one? <laughs> and, yeah, that's pretty much – I just was fl- fluffing around and um, I played a little bit and she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I recorded on memo on my phone, and um, she sent it off. And the next thing we know, we uh, we were shooting video for it, and uh, a guy come to our joint and recorded it downstairs. And um, she got my wife got a Cobra on board, and they donated hats um, for all the school kids. Thirty school kids got involved in the video, and they all wore their Cobra hats. They should have had a drone going overhead and all the rest of it. And um, yeah, didn't they made a fair bit of coin out of it? So it was good to be involved. If we good, good, really good to be involved in because. Uh, I mean, I'm a bit of a town clown, but um, you know, without them, we, we're screwed. You know, like yeah, they just no. and and the big the big supermarkets that just screw them so hard. The buyers for price, you know, like they're producing stuff that we need. Otherwise, we'd be screwed for such a minimal amount of profit. And um, especially in the drought, they yeah, they're doing it really tough. So I just yeah, I just admit, least I could do. I mean, it went for about a minute, and um, yeah, pretty much alcohol brought it together for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, also, and uh, yeah, yeah a little. Something that's not I usually in here. There's a fucking. It just happens. Um, a little strap over your shoulder. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a guitar sitting right there. Hey, but right. if it's in tune, and we plug it in and see what happens, eh? This is yeah. an off the record podcast first, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get some live music in the studio. Exclusive. And, uh, exclusively. And uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And uh, Darren is just sort of sorting out the guitar there. So and we'll be on. Yeah, this couldn't have been for a fucking better cause, really. Help the help the help the drought ridden farmers out. And fucking yeah, plug it plug in. Plug that in for me. Fuck off on the whole bus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, we'll see what happens here, eh? Oh, it's got some. This cave's really dark, isn't it? Can I count you in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A sure. one, a two, a one, two, three. Sometimes we take for granted what fills up our plate. Feeding this big country is what they do. Words aren't enough to tell them all that we appreciate those endless hours of work they do. We got something cooking in a book that we can't share. Recipes with lots of love from Aussies everywhere. We got something cooking, lend a helping hand to look out for our country mates living on the land. <laughs> Woo! That's awesome. How was that? Yeah, that around the floors, everybody. Fuck me, then. Yeah, that was great. Well, see what alcohol can do for you guys. <laughs> Holy no, that was uh, that was awesome, eh? So you uh, you put um, letting that plug back in there. Oh, yes. So what you put that together uh, on the couch and um, yeah, I, I mean, <coughs> so did that get a play on the radio or <laughs> no. like on the website or what? Uh, yeah, I think that was online. Look, to tell you the truth, it's been uh, six six or eight months, or probably a little bit longer. But um, they raised a fair bit. Of, last I heard was about forty grand or something they've raised through the cookbooks. And I'm not sure they they had to do a second print on the books, which is a good thing. Yep. And yeah, it's just nice to put something in. I mean, it's the least I could do. I mean, no, uh, that's unreal. It's yeah, they feed us. They, they do a good job. And yeah, it's, um, fucking great cause and yeah. good to get behind. So fucking yeah, good on awesome. you for doing that, bro. That's awesome. Thanks for uh, bringing your mm. equipment in and playing it for us live yeah, too. Yeah, it's yeah, good. it's always hard to do that, isn't it? <laughs> so you were telling, <coughs> you were talking before about your brother who sort of got you into music as well. He ended up being a bit of a successful musician, um, playing in um, what was his band called? Yeah, Skunk Hour. Skunk Hour, yeah. yeah. They travelled around. Yeah, they were they were pretty well established when he joined them. He was an architect. He went to f- five years of uni and then um, uh, went to work for Suter Snell and decided after about eighteen months, I really love music, and uh, he made a huge decision to. Get out architecture and go and study music in Lismore. And um, he got the call from Skunk, uh, from the management. It was just pretty much finished his um because he went and studied letters, so he's got letters after his name in music. And um, got the call, and they were doing really well established in Sydney around the northern beaches, and all the girls were following him around though, so they had a pretty good following. Following Ooh. released a couple of albums, and um, he slotted straight in. I think he got the call Tuesday and played his first gig that weekend. He's oh, got a really good ear. Yeah, picked things up pretty quick and. I think he's with them for about 10 years. They travelled. What instrument? Uh, keyboards. Yeah, so yeah. was there a keyboardist in there before him? Or? Yeah, there was. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah they had, they, when they started, they had horns. They had a saxophone <coughs> and trumpet and stuff. It was a great band to see. Um, yeah. Me and the boys in the band used to take hikes down to Sydney because it's just, um, for us, it was a real a real uh, shot in the arm to really lift our game, you know, because the, yep. the bands and the scene down there was strong, you know, especially yeah. the gigs they were getting in. In around Bondi and, and the good ones in the city. Yeah. It was awesome. Inner West's always been good for live music. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sort of like the Cat Empire. Have you seen the Cat Empire yeah, live? Yeah, yeah, very early days. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've they got a awesome. massive band, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Sort of like that. A band yeah. called Swoop. Also, though, you don't hear so much about them now, but it used to be triple header gigs, you know, with um, those sort of bands mm. playing, playing. Same sort of thing as up here, triple, you know, the band scene, but just a bigger and really good quality, you know, awesome bands. Yeah, nice. So with, with your music, did you, was there only Australian gigs or did you ever go overseas for anything like that? Um, yeah, f- for me professionally, um, it was only Australian gigs. Um, I didn't do any gigs when I went to Europe. Um, played guitar heaps with heaps of people because it was just heaps of fun. And yep. um, but uh, no gigs overseas. No, we didn't quite get to that stage. But yeah. And you did a fair, a fair bit of travelling while you were over there, didn't you? Um, yeah, we kind of. Um, I worked with a, a young dude from um, from the Netherlands uh, when I was a baker, and uh, he came out on an exchange sort of program, and um, we showed him around Newcastle and. Showing the you know the, the local traps and surfing and beaches and clubbing what whatever's happening and all uh, the pubs all the stuff that we do <laughs> around here mate drinking and drinking drink. and, and he's um, the Dell and he, he loves the Ori and he's yeah. the cricketers and yeah. he's the comma <laughs> and he's the lounge the and he's the <laughs> I, he loved it he's he's because uh, he was the flavour of the month over here he, oh, he, yeah. and he's pretty good looking bloke he he did quite well over here but he said mate whenever you if you ever come over. Yeah, I'll show you. The, I'll show you my country, and you can stay with me, and I'll do return the favor. And Man. sure enough, he did. Yeah, we we uh, we mean another patient cook who worked with him. Um, he got sent off to Germany. To his boss said, "Okay, I want you to go and learn about chocolate in Germany. I'll pay for it right off in tax, off your truck." And um, yeah, awesome opportunity for him. And he he rang me up and said, "Man, man," he told me the story, and I went, "Oh, dude, I just bought this." Amazing stereo, which back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, the old pioneer stereo, I'd saved up for a, f- a fair bit. Um, as How a, old were you? I was 21 at that stage. Like a stereo? Yeah, so you yeah. want to get the big one? Yeah, I got the poo daddy. Um, and um, I said, look, man, I, I don't know if I can afford to do it. I don't want to sell it. And he goes, no, you got to come. I'm going I'm going over there and, and just save up what you can and, and come over. And so, anyway, so I, I bit the bullet and I went up Charlestown and went, I'm going to get another job and found a little waiting job, <laughs> which I'd never done before at this little restaurant up there and um yeah i uh, was working five to eleven um four nights a week and then i went to work at the bakery from midnight till eight and oh. um but i saved like seven and a half grand um in three months three and a half months and then i just went met him in the black forest in germany where black forest cherry cakes come from worked in a bakery there that he's working in for a while and then we went to oktoberfest yeah was, we didn't really have a plan we wanted to go to oktoberfest and the greek isles that was about it <laughs> Seven and a half jiggers would have been a lot of money back oh, then, too. Back right? then, man, it was, yeah. Fucking three months. Yeah, but. Uh, what else were you selling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took some clones, I remember. <laughs> no, no. Did you just sell your stereo or you kept it? No, I kept it, yeah. yeah. I, had a, I had a car, too, which I just um, let the rego, I t- stopped the rego on that. Because I, I, I had a round the world ticket, which I got a really good price for right through the States and Hawaii. And I'd had this grand plan to work in Europe and then on the way back in um, America. Do the you know the be famous yeah you know, across yeah you know, fear and loathing you know like <laughs> bats and all the rest um, do some porn yeah yeah all that sort of stuff um, but um, yeah it's just it's a bit harder in um, uh, Netherlands in the middle of winter too we didn't speak the language we got a few bits and pieces just labour and sort of stuff but it wasn't enough to um, keep me going fund what I had in plan plan for across raging across America but um, yeah it's uh, it's awesome I went to lots of, lots of countries and um, really cheap back then. Places like Turkey, which I probably wouldn't, I'd be a bit hesitant. Some of the places I w- went back then was just like travel on a bus for ten, eight to ten hours for like five bucks or six bucks. Accommodation was four dollars fifty a night with breakfast. <laughs> In Turkey, yeah, brilliant, yeah, but beautiful coastline. And we went through the Greek Isles, and it's funny for generations of Greeks have 
fought the Turks. You know, you go into Turkey and the Greeks would say, don't go into Turkey, they're all liars and thieves and cheats. <laughs> and you go to Turkey, oh, you didn't come through Greece, they're all barbarians and liars and <laughs> thieves, <laughs> thieves and cheats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd hear all these stories coming, your people come back from mm. Turkey, but Aussie backpackers go, man, go to Turkey, it's so good. We hadn't even planned it, but yeah. being Australians, we just went, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> How long have you spent there? Um, I spent about um, six weeks in Turkey and it was probably... I'd say it's probably one of my favourite countries. Yeah, they're really amazing people. Yeah, and um, went to Gallipoli. Um, it's a, a, a for Anzac Day. No, not for Anzac Day, but um, it was really moving, man. I um, I used to be in Scouts and Cubs and that when I was a young fella, and was always involved in dawn services from a pretty young age, and had that respect. And um, my great great uncle uh, fought in Gallipoli, um, and he uh, lost lost one of his lungs. And I remember visiting him with my dad, and was always. Uh, didn't quite understand it when I was really young, you yeah. know. And um, but when I went there, uh, when, when you walk around and see the, the lives that are lost over such a small amount of land, it was it was a really moving experience. Yeah, it was just like what a way. And, you know, I was at that age that all these guys went got sent there, you know. And yeah, it was just like wow, we're so lucky. My generation's so lucky we we haven't been involved in in something like that, you know. Like it's just a senseless waste of life. It was very moving. Yeah, I was teared up and everything. It's pretty full on. It's What's crazy. it like going there? Um, Oh, going to oh, we're going there tomorrow. What's the, what time you leave? Well, you get into the town. I can't quite remember. The, um, it's a peninsula, and then you, you go across by a ferry. And when you book in, they, they, it's, there's lots of Aussie uh, Gallipoli hotels, you know, yeah, yeah. and they run um, the movie Gallipoli uh, uh, each night on the video, you know, and you watch that, and then you it's all fresh in your mind. Then you go there the next day, and um, yeah, a couple of things stuck in my mind um, when a couple of the raids on Lane Pine where they they built a tunnel because they were getting picked off by snipers. And it, it went for eighty me- or 70 metres or something underground. And the morning of the attack, I think it was just before dawn, they lined up from head to butt. They had all the soldiers lined up in this tunnel with probably fuck all air, with all their, their kit and their guns loaded and all that, probably you know, pissed themselves, shit themselves, knowing that they, when they pop out that hole at the other end, there's a good chance they're going to die. And, and you look at this hole that they, they got in and you imagine all these young blokes, you know, mm. 17, 18, that enlisted that... Um, what, you know, had claustrophobia or anything like that, stuck in a tunnel. Yeah, full on, man. It really, yeah, moved, really moved me. Yeah, yeah some heavy eh? and senseless. <laughs> how were you? How back? I know it'd be a bit different now, but so what year were you over there? Um, Roughly ninety one, I think it was. Yeah. How, how did how did the people over there receive you being Australian? Um, really good. In some countries, it was the flavour of the month. You know, really popular. And the Greeks, the Greek, the Greek islands. Um, the Greek islands loved us because, you know... No, got, I mean, like, at Gallipoli. At Gallipoli. Yeah. Um, beautiful. All the Turks were absolutely beautiful people, and there was... Um, there was a... Even back then, um, they treated us with respect and, yep. and understanding, and, and we did the same, you know. I mean, they kicked... They destroyed... You know, we took a lot... Both both sides took a lot of lives, but um, obviously there's a tourism thing going on, but um, no, never... Uh, I didn't know anything about Turkey, you know, when I was when I went over there. I, I thought camels, you know. Honestly, I was yeah. really naive. I knew nothing about it. And we just followed the advice from people coming back from there saying, they're just, it's an amazing country, really cheap and beautiful coastline. And it was exactly that. And the people, some of the, some of the things that happened over there and little trips and where they showed their generosity and warmth, um, I, I won't ever forget, you know. Was, and, no, they're really cool towards Australians. So oh, That's cool. It's awesome, eh? Yeah. I love it when you're travelling overseas and, and someone does something really nice for you because they've been in that position before where they've been in travel and someone's yeah. done nice something yeah, nice exactly. for them. I love yeah. that feeling. And, and Oktoberfest was a, was a good one. We went to the um, Hofbrauhaus, which is one of the oldest beer halls. And, yeah, we got on the, you know, the 
grog and um, the uh, pretzels and all the rest. And at the table, we were sitting out. There was quite a few Germans and English and Australians. And and by the end of you know, someone was saying, "Who gives a shit about war anyway? Look at us." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, how yeah. much fun! How much we love each other. None yeah. of us have had and to was, deal with it. So yeah, fuck. A good, yeah, a good couple of good times like that. So, what other good times did you have over there in Europe? Ooh, um, well, as I said, I was a mad bodyboarder, so um, I didn't take a board over there. But the guy that I travelled with was a surfer, and um, we went to Portugal. Oh, and um, we'd both been um, dreaming of looking in mags at all these amazing places for a long time since we were young, and we just got there, and it was just like. Fuck it, let's just buy a board. Let's just do, let's do it. Let's do it. And um, so yeah, it was a bit. We, we we were lucky when we went into Lisbon. Um, we the last bit of the trip was there was two girls sitting there, pretty pretty attractive girls. So I went, like, hello, Ooh. how are you doing? Mm. We're, we're Aussies. Um, but how no, they, going, Alan? They, 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 their, boy, their boyfriends were surfers, and um, they were really cool. They gave us a, a name names of lots of the uh, and how to get to certain places that we'd we'd only seen in magazines, and um, off we went. Um, and uh, hired a car or in a train? No, no, we, we had a train pass. Uh, it's called it was a Euro Euro pass that stage, and um, we got a good deal. I, we got a, we got a um, f- um, a lot of them we we'd sleep overnight on back then, and um, we actually rode the TGV with its stinky backpacks and all that amongst all the <laughs> rich people out of Paris. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, we travelled around heaps on on, um, on train. But uh, we yeah, they gave us all the names, and we went to a couple of the, some surfing spots, and one in particular was. Cocious C-O-X-O-S um, was a place um, that we'd seen, I think, I'm not sure if it was um, Luke Egan or Matt Hoy, uh, this amazing photo shoot in one of the Surfing Life or something like that, and uh, it was just blew our minds like that we were there. And we jumped off, the, <laughs> we bought some boards, more than what, and they were Australian boards, Australian wetsuits that we bought, and um, we jumped off the bus and just looked one way, looked the other, and it was like, the fuck where the fuck are we <laughs> well, we're taking the advice from these girls and there there's a tiny little village just like up a bit with you know a dozen houses and we went, man we've been duped here anyway went up there and we um it, it's been pretty shitty weather and uh we walked down to the coast to have a bit of a squeeze and went down and it's like a rock shelf that was kind of this crumbly horrible wave pushing over the top of it and we kind of went you yeah, know i reckon that didn't maybe hold a wave if it cleaned up a bit and that and we're really this is as true as it happened um the next so you had your backpacks, fucking. Well, everything. we went up to the village and booked into it. Like we got like, oh. some rooms up there, pretty cheap, and booked in, and not many people spoke. We couldn't get any information because it was a really little village and um, not much. They weren't speaking English, and so we were, we were kind of fish out of water. And um, uh, we went down wandering. The next day, because it had been blowing pretty bad weather for like two or three or four days, like like a big southerly buster here, and then it turns offshore. It's exactly what it did, and. Um, the next day, it was actually Cocious Reef, the, t- the place we'd seen in magazines. Oh, shit. No shit. And the one that the wave that we said, I reckon that'd hold an all right wave if it cleaned up, and it's fucking did, man. It's the biggest surf I've ever surfed in my whole life. Um, the day after that was solid 12 foot. Actually, I meant to bring some photos. I've, I've got some, my mate took some photos of me, bottom turning, and it's just a, you drive a truck through it, fucking massive fucking wave that peels hey, off. And, that's um, the one. I lost my flipper jumping off the rocks. It's like Lennox Head where you got to. Um, Wait for the in between sets. Wait till one pass, and then just fucking paddle like all fuck across the, the front, yep. and cop one for the team, and then then follow follow the, the current out. And um, as I ch- jumped off the rocks, really, they're really sharp. It's a lot of volcanic ledge, and um, I pulled the flipper straight off my fucking foot. I didn't have any flipper sabers, so I surfed the biggest surf of my life with one flipper on. Fuck yeah! And I'll never forget. Yeah, you've got photos. Amazing. Paddling around in circles or what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got hammered. I got hammered pretty hard a few times. Um, 
Any waves? Not on the rocks. I was pretty lucky because the rocks were a nightmare, man. You wouldn't want to cop one right in the pit. I reckon it would have. A lot of things travelling, you take risks on and, and then look back and go, fuck. If, if I'd have, like, you hear about Bali stories and stuff like that and you just go, wow, you know, if that had happened to me over there, what the fuck would I have done? Or what the fuck would my mate would have done, you know? Like, but, um, yeah, I still remember it was an amazing, amazing time. Did yeah. you ever get fucked with over there? Like, get robbed or anything like that? Uh, no, we didn't. But we were both pretty, um, a couple of hairy, stupid decisions where we left things at the last minute as far as accommodation-wise and travel-wise where uh, when we got to Oktoberfest, we hadn't any accommodation booked at Oktoberfest, the busiest time in, in New York. And um, <laughs> we slept in the train station that night with our arms through our packs and there's some pretty pretty seedy motherfuckers there that we probably could have... Uh, but, yeah, we're pretty careful there. And then, um, yeah, one bus station in Turkey, out central Turkey, where we, when we were going to... Um, uh, Oh, this Pamukkale, which is these calcium springs on the side of a cliff where Romans used to go. Um, this bus stop station out in the middle of nowhere, man, was just, oh, yeah, it's Moss Isley, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we had to wait about four hours for our bus to come in. We missed, missed the one that we wanted and it was it was heaps dodgy. But, no, we didn't. We were pretty late. We heard a few stories. Um, People getting George, mugged in that. Yeah, a bloke that we met uh, from L.A. His, his dad was a marketing manager for the 76ers or something. Classic. You know, uh, American chiseled jaw and you know chewed jer- chewed spit and tobacco and all. It's just real, real American. He got done over by a, a young guy in, in Athens, became his friend and showed him around, and then said, oh, "I'm just going to do you want an ice cream?" And, oh yeah, yeah, cool. And he, he's gone for ages, and he was just about ready to go, and then he turned back up and he ate the ice cream. Next thing you know, he's, he's in a public toilet with his underwear on. Um, oh, Everything, him. everything gone. His passport, wallet, what? fucking phone. Fa- he's, he's everything, fa- everything he had on him except his Reggie's. Saw did us and that. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the first thing you check. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Oh, 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 now where's my passport? Oh, yeah. All his kidneys and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck, but, fuck um, for that. Yeah, a few stories like that were like, okay, we're going to be pretty careful over here. So, um, yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you can, you don't want to be totally um, protective of everything because you never want to do anything. You know, you never gotta, have a good time. Yeah, yeah. that's it. You can't be a, 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 you know, t- too too much like that. But, um, yeah, it certainly makes you a bit more careful. Mm. Okay. Y- young travellers probably Common wouldn't. sense, you know. If you, if, honestly, like, that's the best advice to give to anyone younger. Common sense. If something say, says, no, nah, you know, you probably shouldn't do that, don't do it. You know mm. what I mean? And another good one is if something sounds too good to be true, it is. It fucking is too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's a big one. You know, like, nah, I believe cheap, that. Except cheap, it's cheap. <laughs> You're gonna get fucking raped. <laughs> You're gonna get raped. Uh, yeah. Bro, I, I did some dodgy shit when I was in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the place where you probably you know should not be fucking trusting people. <laughs> but I made this little. I made a couple of mates who I was staying in that Saint Christopher's, mm. and it's got a bar downstairs of it. And they just they just live they're from the city and they just live up the road. So they go there because it's cheap to drink and meet hot tourists or whatever. And. Um, yeah, they were the best blokes ever. Like, yeah, Amsterdam's. Yeah, I had a fucking great, great time with them that night. They came back there the next night, picked me up. They're like, "Yeah, we'll show you the real town." You yeah, know? that's it good. It was that's so good. And they're very. Right, it was actual crazy. Like, yeah. they looked after me like to the max. Yeah, yeah. I think they're a lot more back then. Even um, they a lot more. We knew a guy, like I said, that lived just outside in Vasp. Um, we had to catch a train for about five minutes to get in the centre of Sydney. I spent New Year's Eve there. Um, on my twenty uh, second birthday, crazy place on New Year's Eve. Crackers going off everywhere. People just shooting crackers at each other and just <laughs> <laughs> totally wild. A lot of people, you know, pretty loose. So um, yeah, that was a great New Year. But yeah, they were pretty pretty happy with the Australians. But the English used to come over the channel and just 
behave badly. No, let's go fucking yeah, mental. Let's go fucking mental. And they did jack of them yeah, too because yeah. oh, all the yeah. all the poms and like it's only a fucking fifty and quid fucking flight yeah. to be over there, you know. And like, all the footy teams just come over and that and just just careless, you know. They're really rude and that. Yep. But a couple of my mates backpack through South America mm. and sometimes they look like they'd be there. Like they look like us. Mean in white, <laughs> <laughs> not like us. Mean. What do you mean? And then they look over, and then they'd be like, they're just looking at go, Americans, and they go, yeah. no, 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 Australians. Oh, yeah. go, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah, the, the Dutch are really nice people. Jess and I we went to a festival, a three-day festival, and we slept in a teepee in a town called Einhoven <laughs> down the south. Oh wow, okay, yeah, it was fucking cool. Yeah, but they're, they're designed for fucking. What's so funny? You little slept cunt. in a teepee. <laughs> they look like us. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, me and him. They look like me and him. Caucasian. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say, what, ugly? <laughs> <laughs> more accurate. Too many years of sniffing thinners here. <laughs> and this, our cards wouldn't work in the ATM machines inside this big like uh, uh, event area. Yep. So this guy who was just working there, Rude was his name, or Rude, as he yeah. said, we're like, man, we can't get any fucking money out. And he's like, come with me. Well, like, what do you mean? He's like, come, I'll just drive you into the town. Drove us into the town. Just got some, I don't know, some fucking pastries or whatever from in there. Let us use the ATM, got money out for us. I'm like, do you want a few beers or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, nah, I just want you to have a good time. How good is that? That's yeah, it. Yeah, I just yeah, want man. you to have a good time. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. our country. You know? That's awesome. crazy. Yeah. yeah fuck like, I, I had a little moment like that. This was this, uh, I think it was a Brazo or something on the top of the, you know, my house is, but it overlooks Dixon Park in, on the footpath bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. in a van and it was like I was skating down to go get a coffee. And he was like, oh, what do you recommend? I've got, I'm just got a, he goes, I've got a week to spend here and. Where can I go to drink a beer and what can I go to do? Well. And I was like, man, well. <laughs> Sit down. You've asked the right bloke. <laughs> but no, it was good, man. I, I had somewhere to be. Otherwise, I would have probably just taken him for a beer myself. Yeah, it's good, eh? It was 9 or 30 in the morning. But no, he was Because uh, yeah, so, so many places, so much to see. You know, people come here and um, it used to be the still town, but man, it's, it's great. Yeah. I have travelled a fair bit and uh, the coastline here and the surf here is just insane. Yeah. We're Second so to blessed. None. We're so blessed, yeah. And yeah. the water temperature, everything about it's just so good. Um, yeah. It's a bit naive to say you've travelled everywhere in the world, but fuck, Australia's pretty good. Especially yeah, yeah. the east coast of Australia. I, I reckon um, I, I came back thinking um, that it should be right of passage when you come out of school or at the stage of school where you should go to these another country and see how other people live and their lifestyle, you know, countries that are doing it a little bit tough lifestyle wise or whatnot. And it makes you, when you come back to home, it's just like, fuck, we've got it so yeah. good. It makes mm. you appreciate uh, a little bit more that you've, you know, you take a lot for granted when you see how other people live. It, it's pretty. And only people who've travelled, only people who've travelled to countries will have that. Yeah, yeah, look. yeah. Oh, you meet people at work and they're like, "Fuck, we're carrying on." It's like, mate, if you earn over thirty-five thousand dollars a year, you're in the top one percent of wealth mm. people in the world. Oh, like, well, we're pretty I'll, fucking lucky. I'll get me sooner or later. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying it the other day, like, um, like you know, you go to Indo and they've got absolutely fuck all living in huts and all these kind of mm. stuff, and I imagine. I haven't been there yet, but uh, I'm dying to do a trip. South America, I could imagine mm. that being the same. Like a lot of people have fuck all, but just huge, mm. you know, yeah. just really happy. Huge populations, you know, when you yeah. see countries with large populations, it's um, yeah, definitely that way. I remember when I was in Turkey, there was, we went to this valley. Uh, it was a completely sunken valley from an earthquake thousands of years ago. And there's a beautiful river running through it. And they had these, um, a lot of the, the nomadic people dug holes out of the rock with sticks. <laughs> And, and they, they they came back there nomadically with the seasons and used to live in these. It's absolutely amazing how they've chiselled out of hard rock, but it was really safe from invaders and stuff because yeah. they were hidden down in this this valley. Mm. And uh, where the bus pulled up, it was a bit of a trip to get there. There was a toilet block, and the stairs used to go down in this valley. And um, people, used to, you know, oh, bus and get go to the toilet. And 
um, they're the most immaculately cleaned toilet uh-huh. block, and you know the stand above Dunnish, you know, it wasn't the, wasn't the um, normal Dalton, and uh, was it <laughs> like, like a long drop, a long drop, yeah, yeah, with a bit of tread on the side for stability <laughs> and um, for traction. But, but you know, it was the cleanest toilet, block and there was obvious, it was obvious that a family had been as looking at that was their their income was looking after this toilet block, mm-hmm. and because there was the old granny that sat out the front. Um, with a, a little fold-up table, and they had a plate there, you know, and you just give donation. them a donation, yeah. And I never forget it. I saw Americans, mainly Americans, tap one one did it, tapped coins on the plate, and then put it back in his pocket and went and did a piss. I thought you, that Fucking is pathetic. Scumbag. Yeah, mm. and they real things like that really were an eye opener. Like that's the income, you know. Like we've got it good. Yeah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. So um, you touched on it before about um, fishing. How's that been a massive part of your life? Oh, uh, yeah, my, my dad was um, a mad fisherman. His dad was a mad fisherman. So uh, from an early age, we... What was that word I said? When it's in the family? Nef- oh, fuck, I've forgotten it already. Ne- nepotism? <laughs> nepotism. Yeah, there you go. I hope I'm right. Oh, <laughs> I, I hope I'm right. <laughs> I hope it's not right. <laughs> it's not, nothing like dead corpses. Uh, do, no, no, uh, that's something else. Um, yeah, no, so every holiday was pretty much based around a fishing spot, which is kind of cool because it's... Uh, places like Seal Rocks. Um, I know you've been there heaps of times, yep. um, and a b- beautiful spot. And lots, of, lots of places we went were based around that. So I kind of got overdone, overcooked with it for a lot of years, and then yeah, came back into it in my twenties. And um, yeah, I just love it now. Bought got a nice little boat and get it when I can around my business. But um, you get them, but yeah, not so much. I, <laughs> I need to get out a bit more. I think yeah, because um, there's a bit of fish in it, but there's you know. Are yeah. you catching? Yeah, a little bit. Not not a lot though, I must say. The last few times I've been been pretty pathetic. But um Fishermen not a lot like that though, aren't they? A bit nah, I sort of getting them. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no real fishermen. Where, where like you been getting them? them. No, no, where no. you been getting them? Oh fuck. Yeah. I went up the park for the weekend. Oh yeah, we're <laughs> Swansea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um I haven't been out as much as I'd like, but um yeah, I never really tended to fish too much in winter. It's um I'm I love fishing the channel uh, in the summer months because the brim are on and um, they're just on in the channel. I know a few places to fish and yeah, heaps of fun. But um, the kids take the kids out in the boat. I had an old tinny that I bought for sixteen hundred bucks, and that did me for a few years. But she was a bit uh, low in the water. My wife uh, thought it was a bit of a, a, a lie low, you know, surf mm-hmm. mat. She said, "No, no, no, I feel real safe in this. We need a bigger boat." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna and need that, a bigger boat. Mo- Throw some keys. That, that moment, uh, I wish I had a microphone like this and just went, please speak into the microphone. Mm. I'll be back. But, uh, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty rare that happens and uh, we jumped on it and uh, saved up a bit of coin and uh, got a good little fishing boat. Go out with the kids and the sand island down there at Swansea and whatnot and I uh, yeah, love it. Kids love it? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, it's mm. Access to the lake a bit more. It's um, You get a nor'easter coming back to Vallo. We are, in uh, Nor'easter, and yeah, it's off to the chiropractor. So not in the new boat. She's pretty pretty good. Are <laughs> you looking down the Valo Bolo much? I haven't actually. Not a lot, no? to tell you the truth. That's I'm not a, a great a, spot yeah. for an Arvo beer. That yeah, it is, a, it is a good um, – yeah, the afternoon sun comes across the boats there. It's mm. a beautiful spot. It's but, um, picturesque. Yeah, I do a lot of drinking out um, these days. I don't mind – I have a few beers with boys when we're jamming, but um, I don't tend to drink as much as I used to. No. Yeah, no. I'm doing the dry July, did I tell you? Really? Yeah, really, a week and one day in. Have you got a um, someone to keep an eye on you, or what? <laughs> <laughs> the dear Lord Himself. <laughs> you need, a, you need yeah. an alcohol GPS, I think. The, the uh, drone will love you. I'm doing the, doing the twelve steps. <laughs> that good. One, <laughs> the dear Lord will look after me after this one. Is it that, that close to the bottle? <laughs> is that twelve steps to the bottle? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> nah, that's good on you, man. That's a good thing. Yeah, giving yeah. it a spell. Yeah, I'm trying it out. I could probably. Uh, I don't think it'd be too hard if I gave up alcohol, but um, yes. Yeah, it's not, not a major issue for me anymore, yeah. 
mm. they drink a lot. Yeah, what's uh, what's next for Big Dazza? Yeah, what's next? Good question. I'm um, just currently building a business up at the moment, which I've been pretty fortunate. Well, what's that called? What's Dan? that called? Give yourself a plug. Uh, Lake Mac Painting. Um, yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, well, if I'm a painter, did I tell you? Oh, sorry, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the, the major sponsor now, behind I, you? I know Sean. He's <laughs> and they're a quality painting company as well, so I, I try to uh, <laughs> model my uh, no. area um, codes. Area yeah, codes. Yeah, no, I, I worked for another company and was doing heaps of travelling and um, I was uh, just went, you know what, I'm spending a lot of time at traffic lights, travelling up the bay and down the coast and mm. went, you know what, it's got to be a better way, and I just went, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I haven't been outside my postcode for the last 12 months. My business is kicking ass, and we've been very lucky with the pan- this pandemic that our trade, yeah, for me, my, my business increased probably 30%, 40%. So. And what was your company name again? Uh, Lake Mac Painting. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so very local, get to see my kids a lot more and not wasting time travelling and um, yeah, a few things at school, which is across the road, and I'm loving it, yeah. You like the new challenge, running your own company? Yeah, I do. It's awesome. I'm lucky. I've got my wife. She's, she works from home and she's on the worker ant and um, she does the back end, all the, all the emails. She's the email queen. But um, yeah, no, it's awesome. I've got another job for you, Darren. Oh, fuck, I wanted a week <laughs> off. <laughs> May I swear I told you I was going fishing this weekend? <laughs> no, it's not when she says, honey, I've been thinking. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, there goes five weekends. <laughs> no, no, she's, uh, it's pretty good. She, actually, sometimes when uh, it's all. Uh, uh, banking up and I feel the pressure. She, she'll actually say to me, "I think you need to go for a fish." Yeah. So that's that's pretty good, pretty cool. No, <laughs> I was need, thinking about something about else, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a fish is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll settle for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, bro. I appreciate your time, me. and yeah. uh, thanks for singing that little song. Yeah, for us. That, was yeah. Good, that was a tune, mate. Yeah, why not? That's yeah. a start for us. And yeah. it was the uh, and it was an un, unreal cause to be getting around and doing it for. So good on you for that. Yeah, yeah that's the least I could do. Yeah, donating your time and. This podcast finally is brought to you by Still Lewis Designs for all the surfboards you need. Oh, who was he say he had someone in there making kneeboards, didn't he? Didn't he say no, that? They the do day? that. They got someone out there making kneeboards. Oh, fuck the yeah, well, so Anyway, you want to get a new surfboard, make sure you head over to Caro and see Still Lewis, mate. They do some good stuff for Newcastle Boy. We're really happy to be a partner with them for the podcast. So, good stuff. I've got one myself. Yeah, they will not let you down. Hell time in the shed and even better boards. So, hit them up. Find them on SLD. On Instagram, SLD Surfboards or Dust and Glass, and that's on the green. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Dasha. Cheers. That's good, eh? Good stuff, boys. Yeah, that was way better than the other one. Yeah. <laughs>